Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I just hopped off a call with today's guest, and I don't think I've ever talked to someone that I've more related to in terms of our philosophies, in terms of just the way that we view business. I honestly feel like today's guest was just sort of like another version of me or something. I don't know. We literally see so many of the same things the same way are the way that we talk about alignment in business and mindset and all of that kind of stuff. Like I agreed with every single thing that she said. And so it was a really awesome episode to um, give to you guys or to uh, an awesome guest to have on the podcast for you guys to listen to. Today's guest, her name is Amy Pemensky, and she is an intuitive mindset coach, a spiritual teacher, and a podcast host. She supports women to connect to their intuition and to embody their confidence so that they can create a soul-led life in business. Throughout her eight years of being a business owner, Amy has discovered the keys to creating a soul-aligned business and lifestyle. She teaches women how to overcome their limiting beliefs and listen to the guidance of their soul to create financial abundance and fulfillment. Amy uses a blend of scientific and spiritual methodologies, including meditation, quantum physics, I'm laughing because this is me, I'm pretty sure, and neuroscience to support women in stepping into their next level of transformation. And Amy is also the host of the Feminine Frequency Podcast, where she shares weekly wisdom of how to connect with your feminine energy to manifest abundance, love, and the life that you truly desire. So yeah, I loved this this conversation, you guys. Um, just to have so much of what we talk about here, not just confirmed, but obviously, you know, Amy brings her own way of explaining things and her own experiences and her own just style of teaching on these topics that I think really brought something so special to this episode. And, you know, if The Aligned Entrepreneur is a podcast that you enjoy, then I would highly recommend listening to Amy's podcast. It sounds like she um, posts twice as often as I do. And uh, yeah, we talk about just tons of different things today. We talked about the power of alignment before action, which I've explicitly chatted about before and the importance of it, but not in quite a long time. And I think it is such an important topic for people to understand the distinction of what aligned action really, really means. She also mirrored back to me a lot of what I've been talking about this week in uh, a five-day event I've been doing called Luminary, which by the time you guys listen to this will probably long be over. Uh, But, you know, just how important it is to work on our relationship with ourselves and to take a step back from the business when we need to, to derive our worth from things that are outside of our results and to allow for our intuition to be in the driver's seat in all the decisions that we make. So I absolutely loved our talk today. One thing that Amy brought to the podcast that I've never really talked about, to be honest, and I had quite a few light bulb moments chatting with her, was the topic of embodiment. And I'm not going to ruin it for you guys here because she does a much better job at explaining it than I do. But yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So without further ado, here's my interview with Amy Pomensky. 
You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and $30,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. All right. Welcome, Amy, to The Aligned Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so happy to be here and to connect with your listeners and to connect with you today. Yeah. So I've given our listeners a little bit of a intro about who you are, and I feel you're a very aligned entrepreneur guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But maybe you could let us know in your own words who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I always find it fascinating when we try and describe ourselves in a bio, right? (laughs) Like we're so multifaceted and multidimensional and also at least you get like a snapshot. But to share a little bit more about who I am today, um, because I believe that we are always evolving and changing and growing, um, I am an intuitive mindset coach and a feminine empowerment coach. And I really support women in feeling confident in their life, creating a life that is true to their soul, trusting their intuition, and really showing up as their most fully expressed self. So that's a little bit about the work that I do. And really, I support women at all points on their, what I would call their spiritual journey or their personal development journey, whether someone's getting clarity around their soul calling and what's my purpose and how do I get clarity on that to like starting a business to scaling a business really across the board. What I find is that it all comes back to your relationship with yourself and it all comes back to the inner landscape of your mindset and your energy. So those are the really the places that I work with to support women specifically in creating a new identity and in showing up and taking inspired action. Oh my gosh, you said so many things that I love in there, like just some of your keywords. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're definitely in the right place. And actually this week I've been doing a five-day workshop exactly on what you just said about, you know, it all comes back to our relationship with ourselves and really cultivating that in order to show up differently in our lives and in our businesses and to be in alignment. I would love to know, you know, what it means for you when you talk about how it all comes back to your relationship with yourself, your confidence, and your identity within your business? Yeah. So when we look at the way that we manifest in our life and the results that we get in our life, we have to backtrack and take a look at what is underneath that. So as a mindset coach, I'm taking a look at people's emotions, their thoughts, and their beliefs, which all create a certain frequency that Mm -hmm. they're emitting into the world. So what this means is that if you are constantly having negative self-talk, if you're constantly judging yourself, putting yourself down, shaming yourself, feeling guilty all the time, and putting so much pressure on yourself, which a lot of ambitious 
women do, like myself, um, where we have this constant uh, thought pattern that's happening, we're going to keep creating the same results. And those thoughts are going to turn into our reality in some way. So if we're having really positive thoughts, or at least compassionate thoughts. Maybe you're not in a place where like, I love myself and I'm Mm -hmm. so great at like starting this business. That's not really where you're at. It's not going to be authentic. But if you can have compassion and be patient and gentle with yourself throughout the process, your actions and your results are going to be so different than if you're constantly in that negative thought spiral. And our relationship with ourself really comes down to our worthiness and what we believe, the value that we believe we have to offer. So it's like our self-talk, our self-love, um, our self-worth, our self-trust. These are all foundational pieces of what allow us to show up as the best versions of ourselves. I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, there's a lot I want to dive into there. I want to know first, though, sort of your story in your business, what your background is and what the unfolding of your business as an intuitive mindset coach has looked like? Yeah. So I started my business eight and a half years ago. So in 2013, so I'm kind of like considered a veteran essentially in the coaching industry, because while there were a lot of coaches before me, the, the coaching industry has definitely exploded in like how many new coaches there are, which I think is really beautiful and amazing that so many people are starting to share their gifts. And I know that not everyone listening is a coach, um, but I'll speak from like my experience in my industry. So When I started in 2013, I started my business as a nutritionist and a health coach. And that was really my entry point to to helping other people. And I started as a nutritionist and a health coach because I personally had struggled with my own digestion, hormone imbalance, and um, wanted and learned how to use nutrition to really support me and feeling better. So I had this great passion to support others. And prior to becoming a nutritionist, I actually did um, my undergraduate degree in business entrepreneurship. And I didn't choose that because I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I chose that because my dad's an entrepreneur and I really didn't actually know what I wanted to do. I didn't trust myself of like what I was actually passionate about. So mm. I'm actually really grateful that that's what I did because it has served me really well. Um, and I got my undergraduate in business entrepreneurship and then really wanted to pursue a business and creating a business where I could help people to live healthier and better lives. And through that work, through becoming a nutritionist and working with patients actually in person, um, I started to see patterns and I started to see that even if people knew what to eat, even if people knew the right things to do, that if we didn't address their mindset, we didn't really address the behavior patterns that were going on underneath it. You could have the most amazing information in the world, but that doesn't make you healthier. It doesn't make you happier and it isn't consistent or sustainable. So through this journey of working with women alongside my own spiritual journey, which at the time um, I started my business, I had gotten married, I we owned a house together and was really on the outside look, living this perfect picture, perfect reality. But on the inside, I was really struggling with depression and feeling unfulfilled and feeling really empty inside. And so that really spurred the second part of my journey, which is really what brought me to where I am today is I went on this spiritual journey of self-discovery of really looking at why am I so unhappy? Who am I really? And 
what, what would make me happier? What, what do I want to change in my life? And long story short, went through a very painful process of discovering that the life that I had created really wasn't in alignment for me. It was really not a life that I had chosen. It was a life that I kind of fell into by default of trying to please other people or do the right thing or follow the kind of uh, typical path for success. And found myself, you know, in a place where I started learning about manifesting and how to create your reality and how your thoughts impact your reality. And that led me to the process of going through a divorce at age 27 and selling my house and really starting fresh in this, in this new arena of personal development. And really, as I started to teach more of this work and started to implement more of the deeper work of mindset and beliefs and energy work, my clients started to see better results. I started to attract more clients. And I would call these clients that I started to attract soul clients. So before I had clients, they paid me, like I definitely helped them, but there was a depth and a level of relationship that felt really fulfilling for me once I started to be in the, my, my zone of genius and the area that I was meant to be coaching in. So throughout this process, I work with a lot of business coaches. I work with a lot of mindset coaches. And um, as of last year, I, I reached my multiple six-figure year and really felt like my business got to a place that expanded and grew. And I had group programs and a mastermind and a podcast and did all the things. And then I checked in with myself again and I was like, am I really happy? Like, am I really living the life that I want to live? Like I did the thing, all the markers for success, but like it didn't feel sustainable, which is where this podcast comes in, right? The aligned business is like constantly checking in with yourself and making sure like, is my business in alignment with my values? Is my business in alignment with my soul mission? Am I really honoring myself? Am I like getting the clients that I'm working with, the results that I want to? Am I working with the clients that I want to work with? And I'm, I've been in a lot of unlearning this last year of a lot of the traditional marketing and traditional ways of doing things that lead to burnout or lead to creating a lot of money, but not necessarily feeling aligned with your business. And that's really where I'm at today is a complete restructuring of the way that I do business and what I'm, what I'm stepping into in this new chapter in my business as well. Mm. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing that story. And I, I, I think it's so important that we tell the stories of, you know, times when it looked like it was all great and perfect from the outside, but the reality on the inside and what that was really like, because I think there's so many people going through that and most people don't talk about it, right? And so we feel very like alone in what it is that we're struggling with because it looks like we're the only ones. So um, I want to know from you, what does alignment mean? Because you actually said before we got on here, and I totally agree, is that it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What does alignment mean for you within your business and within your life? Yeah. So sometimes I like to teach about alignment first by like, what does it feel like when we're out of alignment? Because most mm. people can relate to that very easily. Like it's very tangible for people. When we're out of alignment, the feeling is feeling burnt out, feeling tired, feeling having anxiety, um, maybe having like low mood or depression, 
feeling kind of like aimless and lost. Like that's what I feel when I feel out of alignment. And when I'm in alignment, I feel on purpose. I feel alive. I feel energized. I feel inspired. And it's, it's more of like when we say alignment, it, it's an energetic state. It's a frequency, yep. right? So we all know what it feels like when, when things are in flow. And we all know what it feels like when things just feel really hard and there's a lot of resistance happening. And that's the way that I like to talk about alignment is, is what does it feel like? And just because you're out of alignment doesn't actually mean that there's something wrong. So one of my teachers recently taught that either you're in alignment or you're on your way to getting back into alignment. So, mm, that's so good. I loved I love it that. so much because sometimes we can judge ourselves when we're like, oh, well, I know how what it feels like to be in alignment, but why am I not there? And what am I doing wrong? And like all the things. <laughs> but when we're out of alignment and when we're not feeling great, we're actually learning like what's not working for us or we're learning lessons to help us get into even greater alignment. So it's not a linear process where it's like, oh, I figure out how to get into alignment and then I keep going and going and going and going. It's like, oh, I'm in alignment right now and something challenging is going to come up. Something's going to trigger you. Something's going to happen in your business. Something's going to happen in a relationship. Like life happens and you no longer feel in alignment. And the the key there is to be really curious. I find a lot of people get judgmental towards themselves and they get hard on themselves like I was talking about earlier and it's like okay, when I notice out when I, that I'm out of alignment, how can I be really curious about what needs to shift? What am I holding on to? What do I need to let go of? What do I want more of in my life? What doesn't feel good right now? And start to get curious about that and be in the exploration of it. And what is it wanting to show me, mm-hmm. right? Like I think we we make these certain emotions, we label them as being bad and undesirable and meaning that we're not going to be able to manifest what we want, which I've really tried to like share this, share my perspective, which is that like we have to stop demonizing certain emotions and like blaming them for not, you know, like we get into what, what I like to call worryception. It's like I'm in worry and now I'm worried about the fact that I'm worried, but mm-hmm. Instead of seeing, I love what you said there. That was so brilliant um, about we're either in alignment or we're on our way to being back in alignment because it's so true. It's like, uh oh, I'm in alignment and now the ideas probably aren't going to come and things aren't going to work and I'm going to take action out of lack. And like, I, and it's like this scrounging mm-hmm. and this clawing to get back to alignment where everything works. And it's like the alignment comes after a period of learning whatever you needed to learn when you weren't in alignment, right? But it really was always just bringing you back there. 100%. And I really love what you talked about really honoring all of the emotions. This is something that I work with a lot in my practice and um I call it emotional alchemy. <laughs> so, oh, so good. it's like taking the shit, taking the anxiety, taking the depression, taking the stress, taking all of the heaviness And really asking it, like, what do I need to know right now? Or what are you trying to teach me right now? And also not trying to rush out of it. So this week I posted on my Instagram a video. It's an embodiment video because I'm currently training to be an embodied teacher. And essentially what this practice is, is instead of trying to like 
mindset your way out of how you're (laughs) feeling. It's actually putting on music and moving your body and allowing the emotion to arise and actually energetically moving the, the, the emotion through your body. Because what we know when we look at the science and we look at the psychology is like, when we don't allow ourselves to feel, when we're zoning out, when we're numbing out, when we're stuffing it down, when we're avoiding it, the feeling actually lasts for longer. And so what this practice is, is relating to your emotions in a different way, not feeling like they're scary or bad or wrong and learning how to be with your emotions and hold yourself in your emotions. And then the beautiful part about it is after you've felt it, you can move on with your day and you don't get stuck for a week or for a month in this like fear-based state. I, uh, I really like what you said about like moving through it. I've been talking lately with some of my clients about the idea of welcoming, Mm. like rather than like, "Uh oh, I'm in anxiety or I have doubt and I need to get away from it. (laughs) Instead being like, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to let this be here. And you're right. It's like what you resist persists. So when you stop resisting it, I actually do find it's something that moves through you quite easily. And it's usually where the breakthroughs are. It's usually where those blocks are that you weren't seeing. Like the more that we embrace that state of non-alignment, if you will, the more it's like it's all coming up to show us what was holding us back in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that welcoming of the emotions versus resisting them. What I what I teach, and it sounds like we have very similar philosophy on this yes. understanding <laughs> about emo- process, healthy processing of emotions is that if anxiety is coming up, it's coming up for a reason and your anxiety Mm -hmm. is trying to tell you something. And so if you can see your anxiety as a messenger, I'm going to use anxiety as an example, but you can use any other emotion. If you're seeing your anxiety as a messenger, and then when the messenger comes up and tries to talk to you and it like, it comes up through the physiological symptoms of like your heart beating or like shallow breath or feeling numb and tingly. And you're like, Oh my God, I hate this feeling. I don't want to feel this way. Make it go away your anxiety is going to be like, but wait, I'm trying to tell you something. And so it's going to get louder. And then you're going to be like, wait, let me take Xanax. Let me, let me find a way to get rid of this. Let me, let me try and avoid this. Like I can't deal with it. And then it gets louder versus like using your breath, maybe journaling, talking it out, finding a healthy way to be with the emotion and just sitting with it and watching it. And when we do that, what happens is the voice gets quieter. The sensation gets softer and it's a lot easier to move through it. (laughs) I just have such a smile on my face because I was literally giving a training on this exact topic and I related it to like sort of your inner child, like that child in the back of the seat, uh, back of the car rather, that's like, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, like I'm scared Mm -hmm. about this. I'm worried about something. And the longer that you ignore the child, the louder that they get. Whereas when you're like, okay, what do you need from me? You're safe. I've got you. I hear you. That's when they're then safe to, you know, sit quietly in the back seat and not make such a, such a fuss. Um, and what you're saying about like, it's there to show us something that took me, I learned that this year. Um, and I were like, sort of, I had my first, um, uh, multiple six figure business, uh, sorry, six figure year last year as well. Mm. And then this year I was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to go to like the next, next level. Like, let's do it. Hire the coaches, you know, take all the action. And I can't tell you how much, anxiety and things that had never presented themselves to me 
or had presented themselves to me, but I'd always been able to shove them down in the past has like, it's been a year of just like, like looking at, okay, why am I feeling this way? And when I actually allow myself to dive into it, I've had like just breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and things that I was suppressing before and ways in which I was totally self-sabotaging and all that kind of stuff. So everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is this me talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel similarly. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you talk about alignment before action. I literally have at least one episode called that on this, on this episode or sorry, on this podcast rather. Um, because I'm sure you've had the experience where when you're in alignment and everything just kind of flows and the right ideas come and it all feels so easy and things just line up, uh, versus, you know, not being in alignment and trying to figure it out and take the action and all that kind of stuff and having it really not work or not flow. What is that process like for you, which is getting into energetic alignment and then allowing for the action to come? Yeah. So there's a few different ways that I look at this. The first way is daily alignment practices. So starting your day from a place of feeling connected to yourself and feeling grounded and feeling clear is going to help you to to move through your day, no matter what actions you're taking from a place of alignment. So that's where I would really start. And I think if you have been studying anything about business or mindset or personal development, you've probably heard a million and one times that having some sort of morning ritual or morning routine is the key to setting yourself up for success. So I'm not saying that you have to be part of the 5am club and Mm -hmm. wake up at, you know, the crack of dawn and have to do this two hour alignment ritual really depending on where you're at in this process is if you don't have a morning routine or ritual, start with five minutes of guided meditation using an app. Like taking that time to connect with yourself and connect with your energy before you connect with the energy of the world and other Mm -hmm. people's demands of you is telling yourself like, I'm putting myself first, I matter. And through just that simple act of starting your day by connecting to yourself versus looking at your phone or dealing with everyone else's problems, like you will start to find that things will flow a lot more easily. You'll feel more connected and present with your thoughts and you'll be able to navigate the day a lot differently. So your morning alignment practice might look different to mine. I Mine is starting with a meditation. I do a 20-minute meditation um, every day. Uh, some days I, I really like to use intuition in the morning too of like, okay, what do I need today? What do I need this morning to feel in alignment? Maybe it's reading a positive book, a couple pages in a book. Maybe it is moving your body and getting some energy out. Maybe it's a matcha latte and like sitting and just like like listening to the birds. I, whatever your form of taking that sacred time for yourself is going to help you to start your day from a place of alignment. So that's one piece. Did you want to add anything before I share? No, no. That, okay. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. So then, you know, the next piece of when we're talking about alignment before action, I like to give the example because I've been here so many times before where like, you know, you plan your day out so clearly and you have your day scheduled, but like maybe you schedule stuff to work on a project and nothing is coming through. So you're sitting on your computer, you're like, I'm going to work on this thing. And then you're just like messing around on the computer or you feel frustrated because it's not coming through. 
to me, that just means that you're not in alignment. You're trying to force something. You're trying to Mm -hmm. control it. You're trying to like plan everything too much. And there's a difference between healthy structure and healthy masculine energy in your business. And when there's too much structure happening now for me, if I feel stuck like that, I will take a break. I'll go outside. I'll take a breath. I'll, you know, go for a walk. I'll do something to shift my energetic state. And then usually while I'm not on the computer is where the idea will come through. So I'll be walking and this idea for this program or this process or this post will come through. And I didn't even have to like really try so hard. So there's the the micro moments throughout the day where you're checking in, like, am I really in flow here? Or am I just facing resistance today? And like, everything's not working. And maybe I get to listen to that. Yes. Oh, I've had that experience so many times where I'm like, I need to write this email. I need to write this Instagram post. And it's just like not happening. And then I go and I walk and I get a coffee and then I can't even get home you know, before having to sit down on a bench somewhere because it's just come through me. It's like in letting go of the intention and just allowing for it. Yeah. And you mentioned the word, like, I need to write this post. I need to do this email. And that, that brings me back to overall alignment in business. Like if you are, and I'm speaking to myself here too, because I've, (laughs) I've been there where I've hired like incredible business mentors and coaches, or I've like followed certain strategies and you know, some strategies work for some people and they don't work for other people. And so if you're trying to force like this really complicated funnel or like consistently having to post every single day, or there's just certain like marketing techniques that might not be in alignment for you, you're going to business is going to feel a lot harder. So what I recommend, it's not that it's not supposed to be challenging and you're not supposed to like like meet your edges and sure stuff will come up. So it's not about not doing the strategies, but it is also about checking in with yourself of like, does this feel good to me? Is this the way that I want to talk about my programs? Is this the way that I want to show up as a coach or as a healer or as a teacher? Like, where are you just like subscribing to a a mold that someone else is teaching you? And are you actually checking in with yourself of like, does this actually feel good for me? And having the discernment around that. Yeah. And like anything that is coming from need is lack anyways, right? Like if I'm creating an email because I need to, that's inherently coming from lack. How much abundance is really going to result in that email Mm -hmm. from, from that email? Not usually a whole lot. Like we get the results we get are all about the energy from which we're taking the action or doing the thing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced that too. Yeah. It's like when it's effortless and easy, it gets so much engagement and people are signing up for things where someone I'm like, well, I wrote this marketing email because the launch is ending and like, you know, it's, it's okay. It's like, it just kind of falls flat for people. It's always the energy that's behind it. That's been my experience. Um, I want to ask you, this was something I was talking about and kind of just really discovering for myself very recently. And you said something about, you know, our relationship with ourselves. And I'm wondering if you have anything to contribute around the topic of like collapsing ourselves with our businesses and, you know, having our relationship with ourselves be contingent on how the business is doing and almost having like the business mean all these different things about us. Is that like something that 
resonates with you at all. It was just like this thing I was thinking about earlier. I was like, we bring so much personal significance into the business and need it, you know, to go a certain way so that we get to feel a certain way about ourselves. Yeah, I would love to touch on that. I actually had a coaching session myself today. I've kind of like taken a pause on business coaching and really have been working with like more mindset and energy, um, mm-hmm. which is what's feeling most aligned for me right now as the type of support that I'm that I'm wanting. And I have I've been in the conversation with my coach about this is like, you know, tying up our our worthiness or our our understanding and and meaning of success with our business metrics. So this idea that like I'm only successful or I only am providing value when I have a multiple six-figure year, for example, or a 10K month, for example. Um, But the problem with that is that the marker keeps moving. So like you reach the multiple six figure and like, great, my next goal is, you know, half a million dollars. And then my next goal is a million dollars. And like the marker just keeps moving and it can get really messy and sticky when like you're never satisfied or you're not taking enough time to acknowledge like the impact that you're making or the lifestyle that you get to live because of your business or the relationships that you have with your clients. Like these are other success measures that we can start to look at instead of only tying them into the money metrics or the amount of clients that you have. And it can be really challenging because as a business owner, obviously like we have a desire to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And the ego wants us to grow and grow and grow and grow. And it can, it can be really challenging to be like, you know what? I'm worthy and I'm like on purpose and I'm on path and I'm successful in this moment exactly as I am. Even if my mind is trying to say that like, I need to be in a certain place or I need to get more clients or I need to do all these things in order to, or have a certain amount of followers in order to be successful. Yes. I was just having this conversation with um, a mastermind on a mastermind call of mine, which is like, you are not your business and you are not your results. And exactly what you said about the marker keeps moving. We are like, well, people will want to work with me or I'll be really influential once I'm at this goal, right? Once I'm making this much money. But you're absolutely right that not only does the marker move, but then if there's a month where, you know, you dip down for whatever reason, you needed to take some time off, you needed to do some inner work and the tangible outcome is in where you're telling yourself it needs to be, well, now everything starts to kind of crumble, right? Because your inherent worthiness and the success of the business is contingent on things continuing to not just go the way they've been going, but to keep growing. I think we see that in our industry so much. It's like this you know, it's, it's not enough to just hit the goal. We have to then keep hitting the new goal and the new goal. And it's like, is this, didn't we build this business to to have freedom? Is that freedom? Mm. Yeah. I'm very much experiencing that right now myself. And I'm currently speaking to to you from Tulum in Mexico and have really taken um, some time. I've been here for about two months and really taken a step back to reevaluate like the direction that I want to go with my business, which is really like, exciting and beautiful. And also with that choice, like I decided intentionally not to launch another group program. And, you know, I've got incredible one-on-one clients. I have more than enough money to like support myself. And like my brain is obviously like, well, you need to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. And if you're not growing and growing and growing and growing, then like you're going backwards. And it's like, 
is that true? Like, this is an intentional choice that I made that's great for my well being and everything is totally fine. But, like, my brain is trying to tell me that it's not enough. <laughs> I know. And it's just so funny how, like, because really you've gone, like, you're not working nearly as much and you're in Tulum for two months. Like, is that a step backwards? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, no. what else has happened in these two months that has been considered successful in, in, you know, or, or that, that actually feels good and feels in alignment for me. Exactly. And then it just like inhibits us from doing the work that we're here to do anyways, because we're like, well, I had a bad month though. So who's going to want to listen to me? It's like, well, isn't that all about you? Weren't you here to show up for other people and then also benefit in the process? Like, and I'm speaking personally from my own experience, mm-hmm. by the way, um, <laughs> things that I've fallen into in the last few months, especially because I, you know, had a successful year last year and this year has started out that way. But then there was, there's been a couple of months where I had to learn the lessons. Like I had to do deep, inner work that is uncomfortable and brings up all of the emotions and, you know, and I had to honor that. And in that it's not always about all the money coming through. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I had to really see where it was like, I'm going to let it be okay. I'm not going to make it mean that people don't want to work with me, that I'm not worth listening to at this time, just because I've chosen to propel myself forward in these other ways that are going to pay in dividends in the future anyways, in the near future. Yeah, I love I love this conversation. I just really want to reflect even what you shared earlier about like all the stuff that has come up for you as you've started to up level into your next level of leadership and growth in your business. And I think it's so important for anyone who's starting a business or who even is in business to know that like it's an ongoing personal <laughs> development journey. And just because you make a certain amount of money or reach a certain amount of followers or et cetera, like you're still a human running a business. <laughs> yeah. And so I really love Lauren, how you are, are so real and authentic about that. And like, it's, it definitely is a journey. Well, and that's like one thing I always, whenever I have a, a, someone on here, um, I tell them like, I always wanted this podcast to be a place where people didn't have this perception of what it should look like. Because what happens is then when you as the business owner are, you know, not manifesting hundreds of thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars overnight, it, you don't have to make yourself wrong for it because I think there is such a squeaky clean, clean image out there. I think it is shifting, which is wonderful. Um, and that's why I just appreciate like even your story at the beginning of just being like, you know, this is where I was at and I was 27 and starting over and like, but I think that that's what is so needed out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm loving this conversation as well. I just feel like your way of viewing things and the philosophy is like so bang on the way that I see things. Um, so you started a podcast and you've had over 50,000 downloads in less than a year, which is incredible. And I'd love to hear because, you know, there's a lot of podcasts talking about these kinds of things. And this one is not at that uh, I think I've been doing it for three years now. I've taken big breaks from it at times. Uh, and we're definitely not at 50,000 downloads. So not that that means anything, but I would love to hear for, from you maybe what was like the process and perhaps the energy or mindset behind launching your podcast and having it be successful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it has been 
you know, I would say my podcast is probably something that I'm the most proud of in Mm -hmm. my business, not specifically because of the metrics, even though the metrics are great. We're coming up on like a year and a half now. And I think we're almost at 90,000 downloads at this point. So I'm not sure when we sent you that, but like the metrics are, are whatever they are. Like, I think that the message that I'm teaching is one that the collective is ready to hear. So I do think that there's really like Mm. the core mission of my podcast, the feminine frequency is really around like this new feminine way of operating in the world. And we talk about, you know, all facets of personal development through the lens of the feminine way. And so, you know, starting the podcast was really a a medium for self-expression and for me to be able to reach more people from around the world. Um, And then also because podcasting had such a huge impact in my life. Like I love that no matter how I was feeling, I could throw, you know, some headphones in and go for a walk and feel inspired or learn something new. And that I just had access to that. And it really expanded my my mindset of what was possible. And so because podcasting had such a, a great impact on my life, I wanted to share that with others. And I think what has made the podcast really successful in, in my in my opinion, who knows what success is. I don't know how many yeah. downloads other people have. I don't ask people about that. Like I don't really know the landscape of podcasting that well, other than like I love it and I do it because yeah. I love it. And speaking and teaching is like my favorite form of expression. And I love being able to connect with people from around the world. And I learn so many new things through my guest episodes. And um, yeah, there's just been so much around it that has for the most part felt easy. Um, and I think the consistency, I mean, I, pu- I published two episodes every week, which is kind of crazy compared like that's, that's part of it is like the consistency of it. Um, for some reason, this is like the thing that I've been able to be the most consistent with. Mm. And I think when you find your thing, it's not that it's easier that it's never like challenging, but you, you kind of like, I kind of feel like this is my thing, you know, like this is something that I love and that feels like it comes easily to me. And I figured out a system to, you know, for scheduling and for publishing and all of that, where like, it doesn't take a lot of my energy because I've hired support in, in doing kind of like the back end part of the podcast. And I just want to highlight for our listeners, I'm always making note of the way people speak about parts of their business because that dictates, you know, the energy behind it. And the story that we're telling is the one that we're manifesting. And for you, what I heard there was like, it was so resistance free. It was like, I love this and I don't really care that much about the metrics. And it was self-expression for me. There's also a belief for you that there is a need for the message that you're sharing. Um, and you know, just this, like, this abundant energy behind it with no resistance is the reason that it's and you know as you said consistency and stuff but even that is coming from this place of commitment and love and passion and abundance rather than like well how many people are listening and there's so many other podcasts out there and like what if people don't like it and like that this is the difference in our businesses right with the people whose businesses are really going the way that they would like them to go versus the people who perhaps are struggling to 
have things manifest for them the way that they would want. It's all about how you're relating the energy that you're coming from in your business. Would you (laughs) agree? Yeah, I would totally agree. And I I really want to share, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for eight and a half years now, and I didn't really find podcasting until a year and a half ago. And so like, I would say that one of the there's one of the things with the podcast is I don't really have expectations and it's not really yeah. tied to a monetary gain because podcasting is such a long-term game and it's really mm-hmm. something that I do of course I know that people who listen to my podcast and who get to know me and who learn that I show up consistently and they like some people are going to want to work with me. Like that's, that's a natural evolution, but there's a lot of people who are going to listen to it for free and never pay me. And I'm okay with that. Like that's not the reason why I'm doing the podcast. And I think when it comes to starting a business, like, because we have to make money to pay our bills and to like pay rent and pay food, like very often we can disconnect from our vision and from our mission and why we started in the first place. And then it becomes about money or it becomes about the metrics and it takes like the fun and like the genuine authenticity for why we're doing it in the first place out of it. So I'm familiar with that in other aspects of my business. And um, yeah, I think, you know, the podcast, I've learned so much about myself around like releasing perfectionism and, (laughs) you know, really continuing to practice showing up even more authentically as much as I can through, through this medium of expression. Yes. I heard someone say recently that everything that you do in your business, especially from a content creation standpoint, because it's a lot of energy expenditure and it's an ongoing energy expenditure, mm-hmm. it should be like a like a means to an end in and of itself. Meaning that like you're creating the podcast because you're creating the podcast, right? You're You're connecting with people on Instagram because you're connecting with people on Instagram. And it's okay that those things obviously also lead to income in your business. Like we do want to have that expectation, but if you're not doing it from a place of like, I love this no matter what, I enjoy this no matter what. And we're doing it instead just to make money in the hopes that like, well, maybe this is the thing in my experience. Those are the things that don't actually end up really working or we don't stick with them long enough to have them really start to work. Totally. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's about the money, but then there's also like, especially with social media, it's like, are you doing it for the validation? Like the energy behind it. And, and look, we're all human and we have an ego and like, no matter who tells you what, like there's, there's a piece of that. There's, that's not going to completely go away. And like for me recently, I just had to take a step back and I took a week off of social media and I was like, all right, cool. Let's clean the slate. Let me reconnect with myself. Let me connect back to like what type of content I want to be offering. Like something was just not like it was feeling really heavy for me. And sometimes we just have to take a step back and we don't have to beat ourselves up or make ourselves wrong, but like be like, okay, what's not working here? What's out of alignment? You know, how can I show up to this with a different energy? What would feel really good? And just reassessing it and showing up from that place of authenticity and alignment is going to make a big difference. And since I did that, I mean, my content in the last few weeks has like my engagement has gone up so much. It's been really cool to see. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, you had spoken a little bit about embodiment and that's not something I don't think I've specifically talked about on the podcast before. What does embodiment mean for you? 
Oh my goodness. I am (laughs) in love with this question. You know, when I started my embodied journey, what I, the reason why I started it was I was really seeing some of the feminine leaders in our industry doing things a different way, doing things from a place of pleasure and aliveness and Mm -hmm. There was there was an energy that I was feeling and a, and a how do I explain it? It it really was something that I didn't feel like I ever have access to. And part of it was also like their self-expression felt so much more expansive, like like really owning who they are, feeling in alignment with themselves, showing up as their authentic self. And so to me it was just really magnetic and I was like, huh, I think they're onto something here. Like there's something that they're doing that feels really good and I'm curious about it. So when I started on my embodiment journey as an embodied teacher and getting certified, I still didn't fully grasp like what embodiment was. And embodiment really is about being connected to your senses being in your body instead of being in your mind. And Mm -hmm. there's a really powerful healing component of embodiment, which we call like somatic release or somatic healing. So when we use movement, so the, the, the form of embodiment that I'm going to be teaching and facilitating is it's a a movement. It's a movement practice. So it's not a dance class, but it's a a facilitated movement practice where we use music, breath, sound, uh, movement to access different emotions, different energies in the body so that we can also access different parts of ourselves. And through the movement, like there's only so much that we can do with mindset. And I've been teaching about mindset for so long but through what does it feel like to be empowered in your body? What does it feel like to be sensual in your body? What does it feel like to have be playful in your body? And feeling it in your body is very different to saying affirmations like, I am playful, I am powerful, I am confident. And so there's this embodied sense, this lived sense, this felt feeling on an energetic level of what that feels like. And then you can show up in your life and in the world from that way. So that's what I've been learning. I know that I have so much more depth to get into, but I feel like it's really starting to click in for me and feeling like a lot more aliveness in my experience. I really appreciate that because it's been something that I've been trying to wrap my head around as well. And the way that you described it made me sort of think of like, it's like an integration with Mm -hmm. self. A lot of the time that we are doing our mindset work, it stays in the mind, right? It's not, it's like the difference. I've been thinking a lot lately about being versus doing. This is something I talk a lot about on this podcast, like your identity, who it is that you're being. But it's funny because I think a lot of the time the, like we, we try and do being. (laughs) I'm going to be this person and I'm going to do all the mindset work so that I get to be that person. And really it's about it's about an integration with your entire self. Is that like, that's just what's coming up for me as I'm listening to you. And that's helping me to really conceptualize something that I've been trying to conceptualize for a while. Yay. I'm so happy a light bulb just went off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when good. a woman is embodied to me, like when she walks into the room or when you see her on camera or when you hear her speaking, it feels like this, um, union with self and you Mm. can just 
feel the essence of pleasure, of aliveness, of being like we can use the reason why the body is so powerful and why being in the body is so powerful is that we experience life through our senses and the body is the way that we experience our senses through through smell through taste through touch and that's where like the pleasure and aliveness comes from and so if a woman is fully embodied and she's not in her head all the time and not trying to figure it all out but she's truly just like feeling in her body she's going to show up really powerfully and people are going to be like, Oh, I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel, um, that aliveness. And there's a a really deep magnetism to it. Yeah. I was just going to say that magnetism is like palpable. Like you can feel it. I had, um, a client call on Monday and she had been really like in her head for quite a while and she knew this and, you know, wanted to work through it. And it was kind of the point where like she couldn't continue on because she was living in shoulds and, Mm -hmm. you know, couldn't figure out what to say on the sales pages and stuff. And we kind of really got to the bottom of it, which I think is probably similar for most of us. It's like, we're in our heads when we're not allowing ourselves we're not trusting that just being ourselves is enough. Mm -hmm. We're not trusting that it's safe to truly be seen. And when we really got to the bottom of that with her, it was like this switch went off. And now, you know, she's showing up. She just, she's like a different person, not so much in what she's saying, but in how she's holding herself. Mm -hmm. And just, it's like, you can see the energy shift because she's embodied in who she really is. She's letting go of who she thinks she should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. It's like this magnetic. It's not even something you have to communicate. It just, people just pick up on it. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay. So I want to ask you what you, you shared a little bit about like your morning routine and that kind of stuff. Is there anything specific that you do in your business in terms of mindset and manifestation? Yeah, it's really changed over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the first things that I do, like the manifestation process and the way that I see manifesting is first like being clear on what you want to create and who you're becoming and, and the vision that you have for yourself. So I use a practice called scripting, which is a journaling yeah. practice. And maybe you've talked about it on the podcast before, um, where you write about your future self and your life as if it's happening right now. So really talking about your business, the impact that you're having and I like to start it with like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have, you know, eight incredible soul clients in my new group program and they're all getting incredible results and they're telling their friends about it and sharing about it. And I have so much fun and it feels so good to be teaching and whatever you can riff on that for whatever topic you want. Right. And getting into the energetic frequency as if it's already happening. So the way that the subconscious mind works is that it doesn't know if something's happening in the future or if it's happening right now or happened in the past. And so if we tell the subconscious mind that it's happening like right now, we actually start to teach the subconscious mind that it's possible. And it's really cool how quickly we can get raise our frequency and our energetic alignment when it's like, oh yeah, that feels really good. Instead of saying like, one day my business will be this, or one day I'll get there. It's like, oh, I'm already there. And this is what it feels Mm. like. And so you get into that frequency of, of, of how that feels. So that's a a technique that I absolutely love. And I highly recommend for anyone who hasn't tried it to, to be in the practice of writing about your future as if it's already happening and, and getting into the energy because manifesting is about energy. 
Um, it's about frequency and, um, it's also about being clear on where you want to go. So that's why the vision and like the scripting is, is really powerful as well. And then I do, I recently made a document on my Google docs and I wrote like the, I call them, I don't know what I called my document, like queen beliefs or something like that. You can call it whatever you want. And maybe you call them your 500 K beliefs, but it's like, if I was this person in this version of myself, how would I think about myself? How would I view myself? How would I think about my business? How would I think about my marketing? How would I think about money? And really just writing down these beliefs kind of in the form of affirmations. And you don't need to read them every single day. I think like sometimes we do like the overkill of like working too much on this, but sometimes it's really helpful to revisit those when I feel disconnected from my truth or when I want to feel more in alignment. It's like, oh yeah, these are the beliefs that I'm aligning to. The, this is the truth that I'm I'm wanting to create for myself. So um, our subconscious mind gets reprogrammed through repetition. And yeah. I find that having you know some affirmations that you're repeating. And then the cool thing about scripting and the affirmations that I've found with my clients is you'll write them. And then like three months later, you're going to be like, oh, a lot of this has already happened. Like I actually have to rewrite these and create new ones because this is already me. A lot of this has manifested, which is the really fun part about it. Yeah. I find, you know, with taking on new beliefs, a lot of the time, just the intention is enough. It's like Mm -hmm. you set that intention and it's going to happen. We don't always have to like program it in and repeat it over and over again. Um, It kind of like takes on a life of its own just through you writing it down. Like I intend that this becomes a belief for me. I intend that this happens. Yeah. I think it can get really exhausting. I mean, I've done so much mindset work over the years and um, I, you know, I think it's great to revisit your vision every three to six months and to recommit to where you're going next, because if we're constant, if we're not doing that, we're just going to keep creating the same results, right? Like I found that even like the income level that I was at, I was like, oh, this became my new normal. And if this is my new normal and I'm comfortable here, then in order to get to my my next level of normal, like there's some belief work that gets to happen because this is easy now. And so there's times where I revisit it, but it doesn't have to be this like, like spending hours on it every day. Yeah. And one way for you guys to do this, because I'm always paying attention to the people that are where, you know, I'm desiring to go next and I pay attention to how they talk about their business, mm-hmm. right? That's how you can figure out and and whichever beliefs or whichever perspectives they share that resonate. Uh, so that can be, you know, even just listening to you, Amy, like people can listen to that and be like, okay, this is how she thinks about her podcast. This is how she thinks about, you know, leaving Instagram for a week, like at multiple six figures, you don't freak out around the idea of disappearing for a week because it doesn't actually mean anything. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it felt happy. so good. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of people wouldn't do that out of, out of fear, right? Like if I'm not consistently showing up all the time, it's going to crumble. It's like, but do the people that are where you desire to be think that? Probably not. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. So um, we're wrapping up here. I want to know from you where people can find you online. Yeah. So the best place to find me is on Instagram. You can find my handle. It's Amy Natalie Co, which is C-O at the end. And um, my podcast, the Feminine Frequency Podcast, those are the two best places to find me. Well, and I'm just going to say for our listeners, if you like the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast, I'm going to imagine that you'll like uh, Amy's podcast because it sounds like (laughs) 
we probably talk about a lot of the same things. So uh, thank you so much, Amy. I could talk to you probably forever. Uh, and maybe I'll have you on again in the future. But this was just so much fun. And I really appreciate your time and wisdom today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time too. All right, bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.